Father, our God, our Creator, the Creator of the heavens and the earth, the seas and the things therein are, we humbly come before Thee, Lord. Father, as You redeemed, as we have been singing that You are our Redeemer, we could not have amounted to anything, Lord, without being redeemed. We could not have been of any substance, Lord, without thy blood. Father, and we stand in a better position, Lord, than the patriarchs of old. We are standing in a better service tonight than Paul, almighty God of old, for he longed to be in this day. We have heard from the messenger of our day that all the prophets, the great men of old, men of faith, men of valor, they wanted to live in this age. They had a privilege to peep in. They had a privilege to have the windows opened. They saw in the future. And they despised themselves in living in the day that God allotted to them. They wanted this day. 
the very reason why they wanted to be in this age. Lord, may we partake of it tonight. Lord, may we be anointed with the anointing wherewith, Father, those people long to have a service tonight. Lord, in this generation, I am thanking you, Father, tonight that there is people whose faith can call upon thee, O God. There is people whose faith is looking on, O Father, upward, Lord, to the rapture that is coming. There is people whose faith is crying, Almighty God, for more of God tonight. There is people, Lord, Father, whose hearts are longing for that unity, the uniting of the bride. People who are calling Heavenly Father for the invisible union of the bride of Jesus Christ. Oh God, in as much as we see efforts being made from the other side, that the devil is trying to do a lot of damage, Lord, to the churches. He's trying to do a lot of damage to the individuals. But we pray, Heavenly Father, that Almighty God, you prayed for us on John 17, that you long to be with us, that wheresoever you are, we may be found. He said, make them one, Lord. My Father, make them one. For as much as you make me one with thee, Oh God, what a unity that we are in Christ and Christ is in God and God is in Christ and we are in Christ and Christ is in us. Father, it's a union that we enjoy tonight. And as I pray, Father, I'm committing the service in your precious hands. The reading of the scriptures, Lord, may it be of much help to us, Lord. And the anointing that followeth afterwards, may it indeed testify to us that we are the redeemed of the Lord. We thank you tonight, Father, as we hand over our souls to you. In Jesus Christ's name, Father, we pray. Amen. Amen. May the good Lord bless you, saints of God. Amen. Amen. Uh, Brother Kune was singing one of the songs that I like. Amen. I almost wanted to ask him to sing, I'm loved of God. Amen. Yeah, Yeah, we are loved of God. We are the elect of God. Uh, in all the generations that have passed, the word elect has never had a meaning until now. The rest were the chosen of the Lord. Israel was chosen by God. But when he wanted the elect, he chose you and me. So when we sing such songs like, I'm, I'm loved of God, and the one that he was singing in bright mansions above, Lord, I want to be in those bright mansions, it's, it's not going to be by choice. He, he, he just desired that we should be in those bright mansions. Amen. So all we need to do is just enjoy the service until he takes us home. Amen. And live for him the rest of our life. Amen. If you are still battling that you can't live for God, you must pray and ask him to say, Lord, help me to partake of the joy that is in thy salvation. David prayed a prayer like that. He said, Lord, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Amen. So we enjoy that when we come to church. Uh, Before we read the scriptures, I just want to thank God for the opportunity that is given us to make it to church. Amen. Uh, It's not so much about how how many come to church. Uh, Don't worry about those that are not around. Amen. I see today we are very few... uh, group, and uh, yeah, if I start counting, I don't think I would come to 20 minutes. I would have already done counting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, I'll, be, I'll be done in less than five minutes. So uh, that's good to come to church. Amen. I thank the pastor for, uh, again, allotting the time to, to speak to you. 
And my prayer is I, I have to keep this humility with me, that this pulpit belongs to the pastor, is the shepherd of the flock. Amen. But notwithstanding, I cannot be like him. Amen. That is known in heaven. That is known in hell. It must be known in church. I can never be like him. Brother Blenheim says no man can take another man's place. So uh, no matter how much I long, sometimes I even think maybe if I vote the same one, I must bring my notes together and just give it to the past. Maybe he's going to preach it the best way that I think is going to help the church. But I realize also that I can never be like him. Amen. So I thank God for uh, just the opportunity that he gives to me. Uh, it's, it's not a small thing because when we get to heaven, we are all going to gather with Pastor Madiba. No doubt with that. We will not run to another pastor somewhere. That's the order. That's why he's there. That's why Brother Man says your pastor will see you through. He's going to answer for the church. Every man is going to answer for his family. It goes like that. And God is going to answer for the whole bride. Amen. So we have to give precedence to that. Actually, Brother Bram says they are going to be judges. I don't know whether in the millennium or on the throne, but thrones were made. I'm sure he's going to say, Brother, next time don't do it because I, I won't do it several times. Eh? Was in heaven before the throne of God. You cannot lie to God. Neither can you lie to the pastor. You can lie now and tell him lies and get away with it. But when you are standing before the throne of God, the prophet says everything becomes clear. Even other brothers will be seeing what you were hiding all along. So it's pointless to hide anything. Amen. Brother Abnam says when Adam thought of hiding, the, right the moment when he thought I'm hiding, God cannot see me here. He says he was drawing closer to him. Then he heard a voice say, Adam, where art thou? He said, oh, he's still seeing me. I thought I was hiding. So you cannot hide from God. Amen. And, uh, and as much as we cannot be uh, some other man's uh, portion, so I will try to do the best that I know with the word and bring it the way that I, I think it would bless the saints. Amen. I had something on my mind, but... I'm thinking that God wants me to go back to that subject of the position of the church. But this time, we want to look at the position of a believer in the church. Because now we might have a church, because there's three kinds of believers. Eh? The other one is a believer, unbeliever. You understand what I'm saying? He's a believer, unbeliever. Because for him to come to church, he must have believed something. But when he comes, he disbelieves everything. Yeah. So he's, an, he's a believer, unbeliever. And there's a believer, make believer. And there's a believer, believer. And I'm one of those ones. Eh? Yes. So you must also tonight be a believer, comma, believer. Amen. One brother said, if there's any best way you can describe me, call me a believer or a Christian. Or any other name that the Holy Ghost will give me. So tonight, at least as far as we know, we were mocked as Christians, so we are believers, Christians, brothers. The best way I can call you is a brother. Brother, don't say the best way you can call me. Don't call me prophet, all these names. I'm your brother. So there's some meaning to being called a brother. Even in the world, they don't understand us when we say brother. And you say brother to an old man. They want to have a meaning to that. But when we say brother to a man that is 90 years old, we understand it. Because we know that brother is not aging. He's going to get young very soon. So he will still be a brother. So the denominations will never know it. Amen. 
Can you take your Bibles out and then we read uh, Genesis chapter 19. Let's just read the lengthy portion of that scripture. I want, I, want, I want you to see the story of Lord here. Are you there? Yes. And there came two angels to Sodom at even, and Lord sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lord, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold, now, my lords, Turn in, I pray thee, I pray you, into your servant's house and tarry all night and wash your feet. You see this thing of washing the feet? Must partake of it, eh? And ye shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. They had a mission in the streets. And he pressed upon them greatly and they turned in unto him and entered into his house. And he made them a feast. And did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. Why unleavened bread? Why didn't he just bake any ordinary bread? And before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lord and said unto him, Where are the men which came in to thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. And the Lord went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. These people just wanted to know the, the visitors. Bring them out. We greet them. We ask them their names. But if you go to the meaning of the word that we may know them, it explains something greater than just a handshake and asking for a name. And where they come from, whence art thou? And what those uh, other languages they were using to greet each other? It was not that one. These men, they were up to some mischief. Because there's nothing wicked in greeting someone and knowing them. Behold, now I have two daughters which, you see now what Lord is telling them. I have two daughters which uh, have not known men. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you, and do ye to them as is good in your sight, in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing. For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof, and they said, Stand back. And they said again, This one fellow came in to sojourn, and he will needs be a judge. Now will ye deal worse with thee? Now we will, uh, will we deal worse with thee that, than with them? And they pressed so upon the men, even Lord, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand and pulled Lord into the house to them and shut to the door. 
And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness. And both small and great. You see, small and great. So that they wearied themselves to find the door. And the men said unto Lord, Hast thou here any besides, son-in-law, and thy sons, and thy daughters, and whatsoever thou hast in the city? Bring them out of this place. For we will, we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxed great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. And the Lord went and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his two daughters. The sons-in-law married the two daughters, but the two daughters had not known any man. It's a mystery. Something was happening. They wanted to know other men than to know the daughters. And said, up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he, but he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. And when the morning arose, then the angels hasted the Lord, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife. I'm sure tonight there's not much of us who are lingering on the promise. And upon the hand of his two daughters, and the Lord being merciful unto him, and, brought, and they brought him forth and shed him without the city. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, Escape for thy life, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, mountains lest thou be consumed. And the Lord said unto them, Oh, not so, my Lord. Behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast shewed unto me in, sa in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, let me, let, lest some evil take, uh, take me, and I die. Behold, now this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city, for the which thou hast spoken. Yes, thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything. I want you to take note of verse 22. I'm going to end on verse 23. I want, uh, I want you to watch it. I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore, the name of the seed was called Zohar. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zohar. Amen. We can take the comfort of our seats. We are going to read two more scriptures. Amen. But before I read those scriptures, I think I must, I must, I must go back to that scripture and tell you what was happening there. We have got Abraham, who was the elect of God, sitting by his tent under an oak tree. The angels, they visit him with God. They were in flesh, just like ordinary men. But when Abraham, Brother Abraham said, when he saw them, he did not say, my Lord. He said, my Lord. Brother Abraham says, the Lord that Abraham used was Elohim. It refers to Elohim, the self-existent one. And the prophet says, he is the one that remained with Abraham by his tent. 
Amen. But the two proceeded to Sodom. But why did these three men turn into Abraham's tent? God said, shall I hide this thing, that I, which means it was not known that Sodom and Gomorrah was going to be destroyed, and the cities round about. That's how the book of Jude expresses it. It says it was not only Sodom and Gomorrah, but the cities round about, because they were sharing in the same iniquity. Even when uh, Lord is pleading with the angel, we see the angel saying, now that city, I'm not going to destroy it. That is the part that I want the believers to see. Lord is a backslidden man. Abraham has pleaded for a backslidden man. And Lord has found favor because of the favor that God has with Abraham. Amen. So things are happening with, without not knowing that Abraham and God are communing. Because these two angels went and one remained with Abraham. And before the two went to Sodom, Abraham was saying, if only you can find five. 25, 15, he was counting numbers. Because he's looking at Lord, the years he stayed in Sodom, he might be having friends. Now maybe his children are grown up, they might be married, they could be having their friends. They might have influenced the whole city of Sodom, or the town which, in which they are dwelling in, or the suburb in which they are dwelling in, from the gospel that I taught them. But it was opposite. But the only thing that we find, Lord was vexed by the sins of Sodom. But why did, why did the sins of Sodom not vex Abraham? Because Abraham was holding to the promise. Lot and Demas were standing on the same position. Having loved the pleasures of the world, Demas forsook Paul. He left Paul a messenger of the age who had the mysteries of the day. And he went into the world. Brother Abraham said he never went and failed to preach. He continued preaching but compromising a little bit. That is exactly what Lot did. But Abraham thinking about his brother. Remember, God was looking at the pace of Abraham. When Lot was captured by those kings, he followed after him. He took him back. And God allowed Abraham to have victory because he was only thinking about his brother. Now comes the time that the, city, the brother is dwelling in a certain city. is going to be destroyed tonight or tomorrow morning. Fire is going to rain from heaven. Now comes the brother who starts interceding. He's asking God. He's got, he knows he's got a favor. Abraham knew his position in God. And he was utilizing that position not only for himself and his family, but for Sodom as well. As sinful as the people were, Abraham could stand before God and say, God, hear my cry. Okay, fine, Lord. God said not even five, because it was only Lot, his wife, and the two daughters. They were not even four, because the wife was somewhat, somehow. The angel charged them, do not look back, but this one was saying, not my mansion. But are they really going to destroy that mansion that we built, a multi-millionaire mansion? She looked back, she wanted to see the fire rain on that mansion and really be sure that it's destroyed. I'm not going to go back to Sodom and Gomorrah. How many of you are wondering if they are still looking at the benefits the world can give you at the expense of the gospel? That is exactly what Lord did in his family. But we find a brother interceding for the other backslidden brother. And how many backslidden brothers do we have? Some of them whom you know by name. Some of them whom you see on the streets and they are not coming to church. What have you done with the position that God has given you as the elect of God to cry for that soul? Because now, when God made Adam, he wanted to fellowship with him. 
in the Garden of Eden, made a place for him. But when he fell, God followed after him, brought him back to fellowship through his blood. There's no other place where you can fellowship with God outside of his shed blood. That was Adam. And when we say Adam, it is referring to us because when we share with the same iniquity. Psalm 51 tells us, we were born in iniquity and shaped, we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. But when the prophet of the age traces that, he says, we, we are guilty in as much as Adam was guilty. But Brother Matiba, you were not there when Adam forsook the word. Maybe you could have stood a better chance to say, no, 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 if this thing that you have done, let's go and consult God before I partake of it. If it was in this time, that's exactly what we're going to do. Was Brother William splits a husband and a wife that it, salvation is a personal encounter with God. I told my wife that you don't see me one day in church. Don't say that is not going to church, so I'm also not going to church. When I chose to come to the faith before I met her, she was not there. So I cannot stand with her decision. She cannot stand with my decision. That is why uh, we find Job telling the wife that you speak like one of the foolish women. You must be clever than that. When the devil thought, I will get him through the wife. He loves his wife, this man. I will tell him, now not in this age that we are living in. If the sister says, I can't wake up to pray, she will hear me praying somewhere. If I say, sister, I can't pray, she will have to be praying somewhere. If I cannot listen to the tape, I must hear the wife listening to a tape. Because it's an individual affair. And in her prayer, she must pray for me that, Lord, help my husband is weak now. Sisters, you can pray for your brothers. And you can be more spiritual than the brothers too. Sometimes. Don't underestimate yourself. Eh? There's one man in the Bible, let's not mention names, lest we become guilty on the pulpit. One man had to have a wife circumcise the, the children. But when the commission of circumcising the children was given, the wife was not there. But the man is the same person that came and prayed. With joy, I've met God. There's this new commission that God has given me. Everyone is going to be circumcised. Then he let go of the commission. Then the wife is watching. And the man is almost dying. And just, the sister just gave me the, you bloody man. I'm not saying you sisters, you must speak like that to your husband. But I'm telling you what another sister did. She could not partake of the fall of the man. Because this man is now falling. He, he told us the word yesterday. Now he can't partake of the same word. And the man is on his stick saying, tomorrow we are going to Egypt to overtake. Pharaoh will see the power of God. But the children are not circumcised. That's the first thing that God said, before you do anything, start with these ones. And when you get there to my people, circumcise them. Now the wife is watching the whole drama. She just heard a message from the husband. Hey, husband, you must preach to your wife. Eh? You must preach to your wife. I didn't hear enough amens. Husbands, you must preach to your wives. She sometimes listens to me for two hours. I only let her go until the anointing leaves me or until she's asleep. It must be like that. The brother just heard me announce that, but that's not my title. A believer's pivotal position. Write it like that. It's not just an ordinary position. Yeah, it's not just an ordinary position. I'm sitting on a pivot that if I don't balance well, 
I'm not the only one that's going to fall, brother Chetty. If I fall, my family falls. If I fall, Whitbank falls. If I fall, South Africa falls. If I fall, Africa falls. And if I fall, the world falls. And if you don't put that responsibility on your shoulders, you have not known what calling God has called you for. The Bible speaks about a higher calling. You think it's a higher calling of having money in your pocket? It's a higher calling of singing nice songs. After singing the nice songs, brother and sister, there is something better. We are sitting on a pivot where everyone is balanced because of that pivot. Your acceptance of the blood of Jesus Christ and the denial outside there. You are the only people that are saving the whole world. If you only knew that mystery. Abraham caught that mystery and he knew how to use it before God. He knew God cannot bypass that. And God had to be forced to save Lot. And the angels had to listen to Lot under the same covenant. Being a backslidden man, he could even ask for a city to go and stay in there. And the angels said it was supposed to be stricken and be smitten today. But because you are asking to stay in that city, one man with his two daughters, Zohar was saved. Amen. A backslidden man putting himself in a position. I don't think even Lot knew that he has already saved some other souls. Amen. He did not know about it. Because he was pleading for himself. If only, if only I can go to Zohar, if not the mountains, perhaps let some, some mischief overtake me in the mountains. Let me go to a city. He's used to the city. He loves city life. There are no moles in the mountains. Let me just go next to a mall. I don't want my children to be crying for ice cream and then I don't have anything to give them. Brother and sister, this is no time for ice cream. Yes, sir. Enjoy it, eat it, but don't, don't be too much into it. Until you can, even, you can even raise your voice because your husband did not bring ice cream. And the sister can't even talk to the husband because she's looking at the plastic bags. There's no ice cream. But I told you, I sent a WhatsApp. You are overtaken with small things. Why don't you say, I don't see it. I send a WhatsApp message, but maybe you'll buy tomorrow. Maybe the man was not enough. Why don't you take it the other way? I normally speak like that to my wife. The way you are talking, why don't you take it the other way? Think the other way. I, I even tell her, think twice. And speak little. I talk too much, but don't, 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 don't be part of me, eh? I enjoy talking to people because in talking to people I learn a lot and I also have time to listen to them when they have something to share if it's worthwhile. Now, here's where Abraham was standing. I have a book here. I love this book because it speaks about the revival that happened in, in, in Welsh and uh, the one that we had at, in Azusa Street, Los Angeles. But we have names of people that were mentioned here. Those people were fasting and praying. There is a time when, the portion I wanted to read was, I think Brother Holmes mentions about that, of a brother that went underneath the bridge. The people were riding with their horses. They could not pass through that bridge and go wherever they were intending to go. They had to stop by the bridge and start deciding to say, 
we heard about a meeting somewhere. Then they head towards to the meeting. The brother spent all his time during those meetings under the bridge. Who told him to do it that way? Who was instructing the brother to miss service and be under a bridge praying? He was interceding for the city until the people on their horses, they responded, stopped their journeys. Once they passed through that bridge, the only thing they started thinking about is to go to church. And this brother never said, it's enough, I must go and attend the last service. His service was under the bridge. Because that is his position. He did not pray. These people would have just gone with their horses. They go and pass away and then die and go meet God without any mercy. But this man had to intercede. He put himself in a position to say, I'm going to miss the service. They will do a tape recording. I will listen to the tapes afterwards. But I must pray for some lost souls. I don't think even his pastor knew that he's under the bridge. Maybe they were looking for him if he was a deacon or an usher or someone or a trustee. They were saying, where is Brother Dipal? We don't see him here. Brother Dipal is under the bridge. <laughs> Sorry, brother, for putting your name there, but I think you fit that one very well. Eh? Amen. We are going to pick a few examples and read certain scriptures. Let me start with the scriptures. First Peter 2. I don't know if the saints really know what this scripture means. This one that we are going to read. I, I see all believers like it, even the denominations, they like it. But I don't think they really understand the meaning of it. First Peter chapter 2. I want to read verse 5. Then we jump verse 5, we go to verse 9. Verse 5. You also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house in a holy priesthood. Let, let me stop there. What, what is so familiar about priesthood? Because none of us were, were ordained priests before. We are Gentiles, and we never had this name applicable to us. Am I right? This only applies to Israel. If you talk, talk about priesthood and you are in Israel, they, they know what you are talking about. Now, when Brother Abraham brings this issue to us, when Paul brings this issue to us, he brings in the aspect of Melchizedek. He ties him up with Christ. That Christ now, being a man, that lives forevermore. He had to make a sacrifice once for all. Amen. But he goes on further to say, we, as he's redeemed, we partake of this priesthood. Now, you watch what he did for him to be mentioned in this priesthood. He died for our sins. He put himself in a position where he had to die for the whole world. Some of you can't even die for your wife and your children. If a robber comes in the house, you are the first one to jump out of the window. Then you want to ask the wife later, what happened? What happened? Are they gone? Are they gone? Amen. To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus, because we identified in my previous message, if you still remember, that our position is in Jesus Christ. Through his blood that we brought into the fellowship with Christ, being our redeemer, we partake of him 
as being his body. Amen. Other scriptures that we read, it says, we are fitly joined together to make up that body of Jesus Christ. So not, not every church can fit there. Because the members of the body, we cannot be like Goliath and his brothers with six fingers and toes on each leg and each hand. Six, 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 six. No, 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 no. That's abnormal. Eh? That's why the Bible even speaks about the six fingers. That this, this is what these men were like. So they are not really natural, these men. There's an abnormality with them. Yeah, it's abnormal. They've got extra than what God gave them. And we don't know why they had the extras. Maybe because they were giants. Or it was genealogical. We don't, we don't want to trace it. But when it comes to us, amen, you know your little finger there. You look at all your fingers. They are not the same. You look at this one and that one. They are not the same. I want to say something, Pastor. This is why ministers have failed to have their churches tend. Because they cannot identify what Brother Madiba has as a pastor. All they know is he taught this in his church. But there's other several messages that he taught that they cannot partake of. They know that one, that one. The last message he preached on Wednesday was true. The one he preached last year. They can even count a thousand sermons that we've preached and only hang on one that they feel like it's not good for them. Then they dislike you for having that one. And they've never sat down with you to discuss that one with you. Why you came on this limp, my brother? Why did you touch the scriptures this way? They just dislike it because they've never taught it that way in their churches. Because what happens is, if Pastor Madiba is going to be invited by Pastor Borel, and Pastor Borel is saying, no, this is nonsense in our church, and then this pastor comes and he says, no, it's scriptural. Do you see what happens? So the only thing is to make sure this man don't come to my church. He must not even be involved. Why? Because they failed to identify that this thing has got a job to do. It cannot do everything for you, but it will certainly do something that all the other fingers can't do for you. And this is why the bride is not perfected, because we are perfected because of the fivefold meaning. Men are not willing to... Now, the church is in its position. We are redeemed as the Lord's elect. But we, are, we as the body of Christ, we are not willing to partake of the positions of an individual level. That is why even giving is a gift. You can give your aunt a dress, but there is someone that can even give their car. You'll be surprised someone can give a car to a pastor and then he gives a car to the brother and the other one is being driven by his brother somewhere. You think he's only doing it in church, but you go to his family. They are full of blessings from him. It's a gift, it's a gift from God. But God says it is given by measure according to his grace. Then it's worth accepting if it's coming from God. Are we utilizing our positions as believers? Are our positions so pivotal that the society can depend on us? Every time I preach, I'm, 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 I'm fixing cars, I'm, I'm throwing something gospel-wise. I'm testing the waters. If this man responds and says, never, I've never heard this, I go straight in the house, the speaker spoke to me to give it to him. Because I, I already seen something. This man is responding. Then he's even asking me to stop a while to fix the car and continue with the story. Then I see there's something happening here. After this man is done with me, I must get a spoken word, give it to him. I've got, specifically, I've got those books bought for that purpose. Yeah. I don't have to run short of those ones. 
When I talk to a man, because I'm not just an auto electrician. I have to put myself in that understanding. I'm not just an auto electrician. Maybe this man, his car got damaged in some way, and then some other guy somewhere remembered that, oh, there's another auto electrician that we know. I always think, Pastor, how many companies are auto electrical in Wheatbank? Why the people don't refer those people to those companies? How many auto electricians are on the streets? Why do the people refer people to my house? So I must, I must, I must lose that position. Because time is running out. Maybe this person, God has sent him to hear something from me. Outside of fixing his car, I must tell him something. Just when I, before I came to service, I told another man, I'm giving you this message. This is more important than your car. And it's more important than me fixing your car. So when you go with these books, go and read. And tomorrow, you must tell me what you read in these books. Yeah, yeah, he's saying, yeah, sure, sure, I'm going to read. I'll tell you tomorrow. Said, That's good, my brother. That's the way to do it. Because when we meet in heaven, I don't want you to say, this man knew everything. He never told me. Because if I tell you now, you will not agree with me that I'm, I'm, I'm saying the truth. But when I don't say it, you want to blame me afterwards when this time is done. So I would rather tell you than you deny. If you don't deny, accept. And when you accept yourself, this is your, to your own benefit. We have to learn as believers to use our positions that God has given us. We have never labored for this position. We were bought by a higher price of the blood of Jesus Christ. And he took the place. Every other prophet died for this gospel. They took their place. What are we doing with the cause of the gospel tonight? What are we doing? What, are, what have we done if we are not doing anything? What have you done before this night for God and for Whitman? The only thing we can talk about is ah, this Amanya Opelawa. Hey, Amanya Opelawa. Hey. That's all we know. We, we, we help them comment about the dying people. We have to bring life to the dying people. Until we can even say, heaven, stop. We still think we have got a business in Wheatbank. If Lord could do it, brother, and ask for Zohar, only for his benefit and his two daughters and the wife is turned into a pillar of salt because of unbelief. Still, the angels could give him something. And a believer that stays on his knees, they cannot even utter something for Whitbank. They can't even pray for their aunt that is on drugs. The reason I'm preaching is because you must be active. Now you know that you are part of the body of Jesus Christ. You are not like the denominations. Your influence in heaven is greater than the denominations. Let me tell you one thing. One day Christ was in a ship going to some mission somewhere. And the Bible says there were little other ships around this ship. And he was asleep. And something happened. The tides arose. Came towards the ship. What was happening to those other small ships around them? They were saying we are perishing. They had no one to cry to. Maybe they were crying to their gods. But someone knew that we have got someone who is more important, who has got a very big position that he holds. Yeah. If we just raise him up, these things will be dealt with right now. Peter went and, and, and walked around. Lord, arise, we are perishing. What did he say? Oh, he of little faith. He was not sleeping, brothers. He wanted to see if they can react. 
according to the position he has given them. He called them to react like himself. But now, when they are in their position, they go and call him to react when they are the ones who are supposed to react in that time. Most of you must understand why God calls the bride. The scriptures say we are co-workers with him. Which means there is a part, brother, that you must play. Whether you like it or not, if you are part of the bride of Jesus Christ, there is a part that you must play. There is a part that you must play. And it's your homework. It's not God's homework. It's your homework to identify that part. The reason I told the pastor, I'll pray about that issue, pastor. Don't worry about it. I don't doubt my prayers. I've seen plenty of them being answered. So I, I know I can go to God anytime. I can pray about nail spirit in my car driving. I can even speak aloud and say, Lord, what about nail spirit? If it was you doing this work that the pastor is doing, what would you have expected as an outcome? I'm driving and you will never know I'm praying for nail spirit. Because I know I can be hit anytime. I'm not saying everyone is like that, but I have identified that position. I can say anything and God can do it. I've blessed some people and they are blessed and I'm poor. We are esteemed poor, but yet make, making many rich. That is what Paul said. And I should not say now there's plenty of them that are rich now, I'm still poor. I will still make them even much richer if they want. Hallelujah. One man that I was fixing his car yesterday, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking, and then I fix the car, I'm talking, I'm talking, and then I say, can you start the car? I want to test it now. He said, one thing you don't realize, I see you don't even see it. You are a bridge to many people. I said, what are you talking about now? Because from what I've gathered, what you are saying, I see there's a lot of people that has just come past by you and they've made money. You are talking about others that bought houses, but you are still here and you are renting. I think you are a bridge to a lot of people. And I think God is still counting numbers. He's got a certain number allocated to you that you are their bridge. This man, I was, I was preaching to him. Now he's preaching to me now. You see what? This man is listening to me. He's listening to my story. Then he says, you know what? You might not realize this, but you are a bridge to someone. I took it. I understood. And I, I, I believed it. Then I said, Lord, if I am a bridge to someone, I have to pray. Make me a bridge to as many as can as, uh, accept that I'm their bridge. Some people don't even accept that you, 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 you can be their bridge. They make more out of their own bridge. Hallelujah. Let's read that one. Verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation. Remember the choosing is not, is not you choosing. Someone just chose you to be that. That is why you were not born in the time of Jeremiah. When they went to captivity. Some of us would have never made it. Would have, would have not been believers by that time. Going to bondage. Some brothers even refused. I think I was going to be part of them. Those that said we will not go. But Jeremiah said, if you remain, if you remain, there's going to be torment here and torture. When Nehemiah left Jerusalem and went to Babylon, he brought the report that, ah, brothers, things are not are tough in Jerusalem. Not even food. Things are very tough to the remnant that remained. Because why, the, why things were tougher to them than the ones that were in captivity? Because they disobeyed the commandment of the Lord. But the prophet went by, he said, we are all going to be taken captive to Babylon. 
What are you supposed to do? And he even said it will be even much safer for those that will be in captivity than those that remain. Some brothers said, ah, we are in the promised land. We will not go. We are in the promised land. God said when we are here, we are blessed. Brother, that's misconstruing of the scripture. You cannot say we are in the promised land. Nothing happens to us when you've got an idol before you. The greatest thing that you love is, 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 is soccer games and your Bible. And you say we are in a promised land. Certain things don't work like that. You can't mix up the puzzle and say as long as it's mixed up. But it's, it's, it's got a certain way that it has to sit and make out the picture. Yeah, don't say ah, as long as it fits. As long as I'm in church, as long as I'm a believer, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm elected, part of Christ. We have got a prophet, brother, brother, what, 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 what? You, you can quote all the quotes, brother. That we cannot deny. You can bring all the quotes. But if you cannot even leave just one of those quotes, you are still in trouble. Quoting and leaving the scriptures. There's another brother that don't even quote, but he's watching every step that he takes. But what does the word say? If I do this, am I not wrong? Am I not, Lord, am I still right? He don't even quote to you, but he, that, that is his homework every day. But the other one is just quoting. Even on Facebook, they are quoting, probing, trying to hear. What are these people trying to say here? They want to hear someone's mind. You can see ah, the frequency of this thing is, this brother is hunting doctrinal controversies. He's not here to share something good with us. So sometime, after some time, after some time, when I read some of these things, I just pop. I, when I throw something, I put a scripture for every statement. I don't see an answer or a like. I'm still wondering. Most of the times, I don't see an answer or a comment or a like. But when some people are mentioning some nonsense, I also even see when the pastor pops something in. You can see the quietness. But when someone throws something, you can hear all the churches are responding. <laughs> but when a genuine Servant of God, just throws something just to test the waters. Put the word there. Silent. It's like there's no Facebook. It's quiet. I also read what he posted. Eh? I enjoy it. But I, I also look at the comments and the likes. I find none sometimes. There's a reason why you don't find anything. He's on his post of duty. Some people are just, they don't even know their position, but they just like Facebook. And some people just like reading what comes on Facebook. It's got a spirit behind. You will not just enjoy it, but enjoy the spirit as well. Yes. Abraham knew his position. Amen. We can talk about Samson. Brother Samson was called by God. Given a Nazarite vow. How many people were given a Nazarite vow in the Bible? Outside of Samson. It's a homework, you go and read. I don't want to find no answers. Okay, you go and read. But Samson was one of them. Specifically called for that purpose. And instructed from heaven, not from his father and mother. Until his father and mother had to go and check the book. Say, are we in the right contact? Did he eat what he must eat? Are his locks well cared for? Until he grew up. And he knew exactly that God has called me for a mission. But there comes Brother Samson. He says, I, I, I want to go and see Delilah. Do you think this man is using his pivotal position to save Israel? He was raised to save Israel from the Philistines, from the bondage of the Philistines. So as long as he admired Delilah, 
And he kept his eyes looking at Delilah. What happened to the position? Those that were depending on that position, which is God-given, they fell. And the Philistines came and overtook them. But just one day when he thinks, ah, oh, hey, these Philistines are, they are giving us tough times. Let me just deal with a thousand of them. He picks up a jawbone. Not even something with a weapon. But he slaughters a thousand of them. Why didn't he realize from that moment that this is not Delilah stuff now? Here, I'm dealing with real, genuine stuff. This is not the time to deal with the Delilahs. But that time, he said, I, I have another woman that I love down there. He's telling his father and mother. The mother and the father, they're coming, but they're not Israelitish. Oh, they are Philistine. They are our enemies. Yeah, they are the ones that I... My choice is there in the world. I've got my girlfriend there. The pastor must know these things are natural. <laughs> you just find yourself laughing somewhat. Most of the time, these things that the believers call natural, they are demons. And demons are natural also. Yes, let me tell you one thing. Demons are natural. They were, they were just found there. Because God created them. You are not the ones who created them. You just found them there. So if you say, ah, it's natural to just love a woman. But it is in the world. Check with the word. Don't wait for the pastor to tell you. Because now you are going to be at no guys with him to say, but you know, you can't even see the beauty in that lady. You want the pastor to admire the beauty in your, in your, in your brutish girlfriend. And stop admiring his wife. He must join you to admire that one. Another brother did that to me. You are laughing, but the brother told me, brother, can't you see the beauty? The brothers are crazy. They cannot. Brother, one day the brother came right on the rank. Where there's taxis, everyone is boarding their taxis. His jacket off, his shirt off, his tie off. Brother, what are you doing? Look at all these creatures. I said, what is this? Is this a leopard or a cat or what? Because, brother, I could see those marks like... <laughs> everywhere. He said, brother, I can't show even my whole body. It's like that from the back here until here. This is the only part I can show you. Right at the marketplace. And everyone is watching. What is this man doing? Because it was right at the marketplace where he said, brother, look at that one. <laughs> the brothers, they are crazy. They tell me to leave that one. Hmm? I will tell you what happens. Even that brother, when he did that, and even when he repents, he will still have that remembrance of that sin. And there's a remnant of that other thing in him. He's up, he's down, he's up, he's down. He won't go up higher until you can even admire to be like him. He's just up and down. Because that thing caused a... It went right down into his soul until he was admiring it until he was sold out to it. The Bible says it clearly. His soul lasted after. The soul, it doesn't say the eyes. Though you are using your eyes, but it goes deeper. Then you can, when a brother offended, is harder to bring forth than a fortified city. That's what the Bible says. When a brother is offended, when something just goes into your soul and makes an offense, or maybe just anchors in the end, you are sold out to it. You can try all the things you want, brother. I think you are trying with some other brothers. They keep telling you I'm coming to church, but they are, they are sold out to whatever they are doing. As long as they give their soul to that, it's not easy to win that brother. You can go and conquer as one man a fortified city and fail to win that brother in that condition. I'm addressing this young man now. Because after we preach such messages, we must see weddings. Yes. 
of believers. Mm. Tell us you have dealt away with the world. Now you are looking at the sisters. And among the sisters, you just want to pick one. Not many. And make that one your wife. Don't just end by picking. Pick that one and make her. Tell her you are going to be my wife. Yeah. Put a ring like this. Yeah, like this. Both brother, you don't know what your family is going to do for the kingdom. You're overlooking that. You delay having that family when you are supposed to have a family. You don't know what influence. How many people are going to admire your wedding? How many people are going to repent and be baptized because you, you waited? I baptized my own uncle. She knows it. After the wedding, the brother to Sister Rhoda's mother, he was crying all the way. If it's like this, then uh, I think I'm in. I said, when are you ready to be baptized? I went and baptized him myself. I'm, I'm not worried about whether he's going to church or not, but I baptized him after the wedding. And a lot of things were corrected that time when we got married. What if I had stayed a young man until now? What would have happened to that uncle? We are standing at a pivotal position. That everything that happens to us, it matters to God more than it matters to us. We are connected to the throne of God. We are not even connected to the angels, brothers. If that can sink in, into your heart, God can deal away with all angels and start afresh with, with no one in the form of an angel and have us. And the angels, they know exactly who we are. And you are failing to use that position. There was Micaiah. You know what Micaiah did? Micaiah spoke to the, to the, to the king. The king said, Ramos Gilead is ours. There were other prophets there. And prophecies and tongues and everything went forth. But Jehoshaphat, a backslidden man, using his position as a king. But don't we have another one? Outside of 400 prophets, you still want another one? They said, ah, okay, there's one that we know by the name Micaiah. Just bring him on and it's just a matter of hearing what he says. But he hates me. You know why the king said he hates me? Because there were prophecies that prophesied about King Ahab's children to be killed and slaughtered. And himself die in the war. So Micaiah kept on repeating those scriptures. That says the Lord. That says the Lord. This is what is going to happen to the king's family. According to the messenger of the day. Then some of them said, ah, what, what messenger of the day? That hairy man. What can, what can you tell us about that hairy man? They never had one word against Elijah. But they had all words against Elijah. I'm saying something now. They had nothing against Elijah. But they had everything against Elijah. And because now... Micaiah did not mention what Elijah was preaching. He mentioned what Elijah was preaching. Because Micaiah and Elijah were believers of the entire message. And they kept their positions. Held on to that position. Until Micaiah was invited in a heavenly meeting. In a vision. He's seeing how they are going to fall at Ramoth Gilead. And other prophets are saying, go on, king. Hallelujah. You will overtake. You are, and others with horns. Oh, you are going to take them like this. 
And Mika is watching, he's seeing the whole drama. He sees a council in heaven concerning a scripture that he has been meditating upon. And he had repeated that scripture until the king hated him. When they called him, he never said, I'm ah, now going before the king. They even told him, brother, you know, the scenario is there, brother, brother Matiba, the scenario is there. I want to tell you, brother Matiba, they are going to be against you. You just follow suit. Just say what they say, brother. Otherwise, you are going to be slaughtered. This is just a clue I'm giving you. We love you, men of God. We know how you stand with the word. Just, just say what they are saying. Don't, don't, don't do anything against their word. When he got there, he tried to do that, but the spirit came upon him. Then he said to the king, after prophesying, you know, his prophet was not trying to bring a new prophet. He just brought a vision that testified to the scripture. We have got so many people that see the visions that have no scripture, and they want us to follow those visions. After you narrate your vision, we are watching what scripture it is supporting. And we don't see it in the scriptures, we just watch your vision as a vision. <laughs> another time I visited a certain sister with another brother. I said, hey brother, it's a spiritual sister. They held that sister at a certain high position. She's spiritual. Brother, you ought to visit that one. Just hear her talk about God. Brother, when we got there, she was sitting there like, you know, like a spirit medium or something. You know, that's how I want to put it, the way I saw it. With the legs straight, so calm. And she was saying, you know what? And this side, I was, I was having the pillow of cloud this side. And just all of a sudden, the pillow of fire came on my feet. Then when it came, I didn't hear what it said, but I just kept watching it. After that visit, the brother asked me, brother, hey, brother, did you hear that testimony? I said, it's that sister's testimony. I also have got mine. <laughs> I wish you had given me time. I would have told you better testimonies than that one. She will tell it in heaven if it's true. The brother is looking at me like you, you say the sister is not spiritual. I said, you say it just like that. It's smart like that. It's her testimony. I'm not part of it. Whether she wanted me to be enticed and then I say if she's spiritual, then I'm going to marry this one. I don't know why the story was going. But I just, said, I just picked it up. I said, no, 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 no. Because it was before I, I married my wife. I said, no, 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 no. It's your testimony, sister. You keep it to yourself. Hmm. Maybe you will testify to us in heaven if you make it. We have got testimonies, real ones, genuine ones. So we, we don't, won't waste time about the people of fire coming into your house and doing things. We will look at the scripture. Is he supposed to do this? Amen. Then Micaiah said, King, if you go to the war and come back, the Lord has not spoken to me. He did, not, he did not say to Elijah. He had not spoken to? Because now I believed the word of Elijah. God testified the same thing that the scripture is right. So God has spoken to me about this scripture. Fulfilling it this day, you are going to die. He insisted you are going to die. What happened to, to Ahab? He died. What happened to his blood? Was licked by the dogs. Was Micah giving a lie? Was that, was that scripture a lie? But they hated him. One thing you must note, brothers, if you see too much of the world liking you and doing all these favors for you, brother, there's something not right. They will have to dislike you somehow for standing with this message. Somewhere, somehow, I'm telling you, they don't tell me in my family, they don't, they rarely tell me about sicknesses when someone is sick. Though I can pray for them and get healed. 
if, I, if God gives me the grace to do that, they will get healed, but they don't tell me. They don't tell me when there's death in the family. Because you know what? I declare to them that I don't go to the grave of someone that died in the family to bring the spirit back in the home. That one, I will never do it. And if it ever happens, even the death of any person associated with that, don't tell me. So they don't tell me. And I'm not worried because I'm praying for them. I'm holding the salvation of everyone there. That is if they take it. Now, if I say, ah, now at least, you know, brother, I must just go to that graveyard, you know. Just be with them, you know. Something good. They are, you know, it's, it's not, not, there's nothing bad. They are just burying someone. Brothers, we cannot do like that. Plenty times, brothers visit the graveyards to honor the dead. Because their auntie said, you, you think you cannot come to your father's grave? Hmm? Are, you, are you trying to disown your father? My father is not a grave. The grave is where he was buried. And if he was a believer, he's in heaven. If he was not a believer, it's up to God. As for me, I know where my father is, and I have to stand right to make way for him, because all that he loved me will be in heaven. Brothers, don't you want a privilege where you can associate with heaven, with God, to an extent until you, you can be receiving good news from heaven? Sometimes you can laugh alone. All the other time I'm going to work, the Holy Ghost told me, go back home. Twice I'm listening to it. Go back home. I, I said, ah, no, these things, I know. I went. Brother, I made chaos. And I cried the whole day. I said, I wish I had listened. Now I'm quarreling with the wife. No, you were wrong. No, no, no. But the time I said, no, you were wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then I woke out. I'm going to wake up. I'll come back and I'll finish it with you when I come back. Just when I go out, he says, go, go back and say sorry to your wife. You know, God doesn't partake of our stupidity. No, sir. It's not part of your nonsense. It's not going to say because your brother said and you dislike your wife at some point in time or you are quarreling with her and then you are right. Brother was corrected several times to go back to my wife. You know, honey, there's something I want to speak to you about. Now you are afraid of him now, not the wife now. What is it? Let's go in the bedroom. I want to speak to you privately. I'm sorry what I said was not right. And you see, the wife is now picking the table. Yeah, I told you. And I said, Calm down. I want to tell you. This is, this is God doing it, not me. That time it was me, but now God has dealt with me. I don't know whether you prayed or you fasted or you did. You must learn to accept those things so that the heavens can flow. When Brother Bram says, when a family comes with a fire, another family with a fire, another fire there, we all make a very big ball of fire. And you think the devil can penetrate here? No. Brother Arnold and your wife, we are standing with you. Amen. Even if we are going to stand with our heads and our toes on top of our heads, I don't know what it's going to be. Upside down like this. Even if it means that we are going to be hanged for praying for your daughter, we are going to do that. You know why, brother? Because an angel on the pulpit spoke that the child is going to be well. There is a scripture in the mouth of a prophet, Elijah of our day, that said an angel on the pulpit is greater than an an heavenly angel. So this man on Sunday, as an angel of this church, and an angel that was standing on the pulpit, pronounced 
be healing to the child. That scripture is going to be fulfilled. That's how we use that position. How many of you have played the swings? Those swings. You go and swing, swing. I see Sharon sometimes, I, I hold her in my hands. Then she says, Daddy, swing, swing. Then we play the swing, swing, swing. Then she's laughing, she's enjoying. So uh, I think, you know, there's times when you have to swing, swing as a believer. Like you are resting, you know, ah, there's no problem here. And there are devils around you and just swing, 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 swing. With your Bible in your hand. Because why? You are looking, looking at a scripture that says, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Do you believe that scripture, Brother Arnold? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. It will be formed, but it won't prosper. Then you continue swing, 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 swing. You're watching, you're you're on your position. There's nothing can happen on that position. It's the very position that Christ, if he comes today, you will be in that very church. So you're comfortable. You look at another scripture, it says, if God be for us, who can be against us? I don't know if the believers will, will take that one. The woman of Samaria caused all Samaria to believe. I don't think she knew it. She just responded to the word. But the Bible says the whole of Samaria believed. Not only on the testimony of the woman, but after that she had believed in this man. The works that he did, they said the woman truly has got a true testimony. They forgot that she was a prostitute yesterday. But you are not a prostitute. You are a believer. You come to church every day. You can't even testify of anything that God has done in church. Shame on you. You shy out when, when there's time. The other time I said to Brother Shimeda, I said, no, brother, you are a preacher of the word. We are in a bus. Eh? I like that man's faith. That's why he's my friend. I like him so much. In a bus, brother, I, I don't want that custom of people just praying those funny prayers. You know? I pray for everyone in the bus alone, on my own. Then I think it's sorted because I know where I'm standing on. They will be saved because of me. I'm in the bus and they, there's no accident going to happen. Who are right? But Brother Shimeda said, Brother, they're asking for someone to pray. You must pray. I said, no, no, no. Let them do their usual prayers. I'm not part of it. This is, these are bus prayers. We pray heavenly prayers. When we pray, we connect with heaven. We pray before we, we leave the house. We pray when we wake up. We pray when we eat. We pray when we board the bus. And when we disembark, we pray again. We thank him for arriving safely. So you can't tell me to join these people that with their, with their, with, with, with their naked uh, plastic bag like clothes. <laughs> yeah? It's like a shopping bag. Someone's wearing a shopping bag. With, so. And then they say, Father, in the name of Father, Son, Holy Ghost, what, what? Ay, 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 ay. I'm not part of that. I just leave them do it. We are on a bus. But I have to pray my own prayer that God will hear. That caters for everyone. So, brother, she made the one day for me. Say, no, brother, this time you must pray. Said, brother, I've never prayed a, a bus prayer. I don't pray a bus prayer. He forced me. He forced me. The time we were going for the wedding, he forced me. Then I, I stood up. Anyone, anyone? Okay. Then we are going to travel without prayer. Then I said, if it's gonna be without prayer, then I'm going to pray. Then I stood up. I prayed. That's just when I started praying. Where we were sitting, started a conversation, a biblical conversation. Almost half of the gentlemen were talking about the word. The word. Had it been that I had resisted from prayer, 
Would it have happened that we would have come to a spot where we can discuss about the word? So the brother was inspired. I took his advice. I said, not, not when they are still looking at someone. Bus prayer, bus prayer. No, no, no. We are not bus bound. We are heaven bound. Amen. Rahab's faith was exactly like the Samaria woman, the Samaritan woman's faith. Did you see how she was given money to say, call everyone? Regardless of their sins, brother, that is grace. And some refused. The Lord was given the same grace. Call everyone, your sons-in-law. I mean, the angels are trying to give him clue as to who he can call. Friends, neighbors, call everyone. They were laughing him. Now when they laugh at you when you are trying to give them the word, then you say, I will never do it again. They keep on laughing at me. They even loved the angels. You must remember that they loved the angels. That's why Brother Branham preached the message, the reproach for the cause of the word. David one day stood for, Goliath, for, for, for to fight for Israel. First Goliath. When everyone was saying it can't be done. He knew his position, that man. He had testimonies greater than the king's testimonies. The king had 40 men battles than David. But when it came to Goliath, it needed the testimony of David. A man that can talk about slaying a lion. Slaying a bear. Then they said, ah, brother, we can bring you on. Go and face Goliath. He said, this is cheap stuff, man. This man is making a lot of noise. Before I go back home to look after the sheep, I must just deal with that one. I'm, I, I, I think I'm of those ranks. Now those ones that had all the badges for the army, they'd just been recently promoted. They wanted to say, ah, this young man, he thinks we are joking here. Hiding in the caves with all these huh? captains of captains. So he thinks we are joking. Let him go and die. Those were the comments. Brother, when they tell you, go and die, don't listen to them because you are on a position where Christ gave you that position. And he's, he's the one who's going to utilize that position for your sake. If you could use Abraham's position to save Lord, how much more us? Brother Abraham, in the message, standing in the gap, he was told you are going to stand like Moses. Brother, and he knew what it meant to stand like Moses. You have to give people grace, you, yourself. Otherwise, if you don't stand there, if you look at the scripture that identifies Brother Branham's position, Malachi chapter 4, we like it so much, but brother, that scripture was terrible. No man could stand in that position except that man. No man could take that position. Because you are standing at a position where if you don't stand there, God is going to destroy the world. He's going to smite the whole world, not the bride, not what, not the denominations. The whole world is going to smite them with a case. An un, un, unidentified case, undefined case. Until now, that case is still in heaven. We don't know what it is. Maybe it's laying in one of those vials. We don't know. But had he not come, did you see what damage happened when Brother Abraham listened to the mother-in-law? Okay, I'm asking you, what could have happened if he had gone to those meetings? How many people were going to receive the Holy Ghost? You see where God was looking at? But Brother Abraham is looking at the mother-in-law. You know, I cannot shame my mother-in-law. You compromise your, your birthright, your position for a mother-in-law. You know, the, the mother-in-law doesn't like this, so at least we just have to act calm. Myself, it's, it's, it's a different story. Mother-in-law, brother-in-law, father, mother. 
If I could believe the word because it's God's word, everyone must do the same. And for them to believe, they must hear it the way I heard it, the way it was preached. I should not compromise and mingle it with what they accept. Lest they bring some different aspirations to the gospel. When they come to church, they're expecting that the pastor must compromise like I did. Now the pastor is preaching a nice sermon and cutting to the core. And then they say, but our brother never told us, your church now, you see your pastor now. They are fighting with the pastor because I told them something different. Because I was trying to accommodate them. I came to a sport, brother, where I saw brothers being told what kind of shoes they must wear to become brothers. No? That's not way. Brother, we should not be that kind. That can be told. Don't wear tight pants. Don't wear this. We are fashioning a brother. So he's just going to be a brother to the extent where you lead him to. You cannot be a brother like that. That way is to be told. Tight pants are not right, brother. Eh? You know. Even the type of a shoe that you must wear, you want the pastor to tell you. Is not the Holy Ghost sensible enough and sensitive enough to instruct you in the things of God? Then it means you have not identified yourself. Because if you identify yourself, you identify yourself with Christ, and Christ is the Holy Ghost. Then he takes his position in you. Then he begins to tell you what to do. You cannot give the pastor homework to tell you what kind of trousers you must wear. Brothers, we have got a pivotal position to play. In church, in Emalacheni, in the world, and at home. I wanted to bring another quotation, but I, I, I didn't have enough time to search for that one, but I think the pastor might help me. Where the prophet says, Sisters, do you know that as you save your husbands, you are saving the Lord? Did you ever meet that quotation? Sister Madiba, you know that one? She's nodding the head. As you save your husband, you save not him, you save Christ. But it goes further, and in another place it says, We husbands are going to answer for them at the day of judgment. And you men that let your wife dress the way they do in church, you are going to answer for it. You know the sister that's going to answer for that? So the husband is standing at a pivotal position where he must say, honey, not that dress. It's not good for you. Because I'm going to answer for that. It's an immoral dress. If it's immoral, it's immoral. Because I'm not looking at what I, I want as your husband. I'm looking at what the word describes for a believer. Some, some husbands, they fear to tell their women what kind of dresses they wear. I told my wife, you can, if you cannot design, I'll be a designer. The very first, very first day I see you wearing something funny, I'll be a designer from that moment. I'll be anointed to be a designer. I'll be designing dresses. But as long as you do it right, I won't come that corner. But if I see a funny dress, I'm a designer from that moment automatically. Because I've got a blueprint that tells me how you must dress. So I'll ask the one that gave me the blueprint to say, Lord, here is where I see it. But my wife is not doing it right. She likes these funny dresses. I don't even quarrel with her. I go on my knees and pray and ask God. What I see in the spoken word is not there in my house. Because I'm going to answer for this, not for that. And if she's going to argue with that, then 
On the day of judgment, I'm clean. I say, but he was arguing all the way, you can see. Here is the scripture for you. She argued. Here is the quotation for you. She argued. Here is the pastor with the five sermons on the same subject. She argued. And after the sermons, we went back to the scriptures and tied up with the five sermons. She argued. Yes, I'll be standing. Ah. This one I want the sisters to read. Today you are allowed to read. Remember, I'm on the pulpit. I will answer for this one. Can you read aloud, sisters? Don't say we, we are, now because it's coming to you, say we are not allowed to speak in church. Today you will speak. <laughs> Let's speak today. 170. Sisters. Do you know what the word of course means? Can you explain, Pastor, what the word of course means? This is your, your reasonable service unto God. It goes via your... Now, if you don't do service to this man and you fast three days, you want God to answer you. He's going to look at your service and fail to answer you. The reason most of you sisters are not answered is because of this husband thing. Because your position is empty. You are not there for that service. When he wants a pup, you give him milk. Mm-hmm. He's telling you exactly what he wants that time. He's craving for something. You don't bring it on the table. He gave you the money to buy it. You didn't buy it. You bought the, the long distance for the children. <laughs> We have got a position in the families. We have got a position in the body of Christ. In every church. Don't worry about the church next door. Don't worry about Pastor Moses' church. Don't worry about Pastor Makula's church. They are our brothers. We'll deal with them when we meet with them. Present what we have as a church. The love that we have for them as a church. We have to worry about ourselves here. What am I doing here? For your own information, we are building now. But others are already contemplating they cannot partake of that building project. Let me prophesy. Or let me discern. Some of the people in the church, this church, not another church, they are saying, but this building is, is enough most. Even Brother Brenner made the church and the people were standing on the, on the pavements outside. It's, it's enough. We are, we are ready to be raptured. Why must we worry about building? Because it's going to your pocket now. You don't want something to be done. We will build, brothers. Was this church, someone is going to... They ask us, is this a church? When I say, this is our church. Oh, it's a church. Because there's nothing that really tells them it's a church, only that board. The building structure itself, it does not carry that aspect of a church. They see an aerial and they watch old-time churches and a a cock on on the top. Then they say, that's a church. But yeah... Okay, oh, this is the church. Yeah, look at the board there. Our Sunday services, what, what? You tell them the board. You don't tell them the structural layout of the church. So we need that thing just to be presented that way. When I direct people to church, they don't say, we, are, we can't see your church here when they are standing outside. 
Some are still contemplating. They say, is the pastor really serious about this building of a building project? You are going to discover how many souls are going to come here today. Is this a church? Let me just attend one service today. I used to pass through here. Is this a church? Let me hear what they preach. Then you say, oh, but this is what I was looking for all the time. Because you put yourself on a position where you did something for God. God could not do anything for Moses until he had to look to that burning bush and say, let me put an effort to, this, to discover what's happening there. That's exactly when God said, hey, hold it, hold it, hold it. It's time to speak now, you and me. But what was happening all the time? He was coming to head his ship. Then it was a common ground. But the burning bush is seeing it. He says, ah, this happens in the wilderness. Brother says, he said that. Many bushes, they burn because of the heat. It's in the wilderness. But one day he said, but that one is burning and not being consumed. Because when these things happen, when the bush burns in the wilderness, it must consume. But that one is just keeping on burning. Let me go and look further and see what makes it burn without being consumed. That's exactly the mind of a believer. When you have got the word, what must I do with this message of the hour? What service must I render to God? Amen. Amen. When you go to work, you don't view yourself like the rest of the employees. You are not the same with them. Amen. I could have read a quotation for you, but let me just say it. Brother William says, in every age, God sends a man. There won't be two of them. There won't be three of them. It's one. Amen. You get that one from the evening messenger. He sends one. Because why? Where there's many people, there's too many ideas to eat. Remember, the prophet was also learning his calling. So what if there were three of them, another one is learning it in his corner, and the other one says, also, I'm also Malachi 4, and the other one in, in Britain is also Malachi 4, and he's also trying to figure it out. Remember, Charles Russell was, was, was esteemed as the messenger of the Laodicean church age. Something happened that pushed him to that, to identify that scripture, to say, I'm, I'm, I'm this. But Brother Ben says he sends one. We are the people that have listened to that one that he sent. Definitely we have got a position to occupy. If Brother Abraham had a position that God wanted him to stand in that gap, if he is not here tonight, who is standing in that gap? Was he still there? There is a gap that needs to, be, to have a man stand in that gap before men and God. It's Christ. But before the public and Christ, there is still another figure there. When Christ brings a message, he brings it to the bride. And the bride must tell the whole world, they will mock you and laugh at you, but God intends it to be heard everywhere. Every ear shall hear this message. It shall be preached to all nations. Then will the end come. This gospel, not another gospel, this gospel. Amen. Brother Kune, you repeat to sing that song. I didn't have time to read different my quotations. Brother Brenham was told to pick up a pen and, and write. You have chosen, thou hast chosen a, 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 the right way. It is my way. Eh? A greater, because of this choosing of yours, a greater portion awaits thee in heaven. That's right. He had to choose a certain position. He would have chosen to go to drink when the scripture says, do not drink and defile yourself in any other way. He would have said, ah, but drinking, brother, my father was drinking. There's one type of a drink that he used to like. That one. I want to taste that one. 
It looked like it was so much better than everything. He would have said that he still had that choice. But he kept the scripture. The same applies to us. If we keep the scriptures, they will definitely come to be fulfilled. Not one iota or jot of this book shall go unfulfilled. Now we just have to wait with the scriptures. Stand with the scriptures. We are not going to be raptured because we have tried of our own mechanism to be raptured. Just waiting on the Lord. Standing with the scriptures. Brother, God will fulfill scripture by scripture. You will enjoy it when you see God coming and pointing a scripture to you. This is you here. And we are going past this scripture. I'm going to show you another one. Brother, you will begin to love your Bible. And begin to identify who you are. Your identity matters most before God. Even if you don't care about it. But God knows there is Brother Kune. At Lighthouse Tabernacle. He's a song leader there. God is duty bound to anoint you, brother, when you stand here. Even if you don't like the anointing. He will still anoint you because you, he has given you that position. For a purpose. Because we need to prepare our hearts to hear the word. How are we going to prepare without someone preparing us? It's a position that you have to maintain. And there's a dignity that goes with it. Hey, brothers, I wish I was a song leader. Because the song leaders are going to have a ministry in heaven. We preachers will be sitting down and longing to say, hey, brother, if it was allowed here, I would just one, one sermon. But God will say, hey, brother, your time is up. They are all here. Who, who, who do you think is a sinner here? They are all here. Brother Kuno will bring another one. Then the pastor will say, hey, I remember my sermon, man, against all odds. So when he sang this song, hey. He will feel like preaching, but God will say, pastor, your work is done. So, brothers, let's stand on our position. And it's a pivotal position. It's a position of responsibility. You are not here in church to fill the pews. To occupy a chair. You don't have to even be angry when you find another brother sitting in the chair that you normally sit on. Because it's now a usual thing and it's a custom to you to say, I sit there. If you find another brother enjoying that seat, take another one. Take another one that belongs to another brother as well. Because if you are still a believer and you are offended with a chair, brother. Of course, in heaven, your chair is reserved. But here, we can sit anyway at random. But because if you find me sitting there, don't be angry. Eh? You see? People can be offended with a chair and they want to go and pray. They've long forgotten who they are. You have to love your brother. Say, at least maybe the way I enjoy this chair. I think this is exactly what happened to my brother. Let me look for another one that is not occupied. Then you save the Lord with a clean conscience. That when you utter a prayer, God will say, hey, hey, in heaven, he will say, quiet, quiet, quiet. I want to listen to Mavakasa. He's praying now. Lest we forget what he's going to request from us. Even an angel can be someone to say, Michael, Gabriel, go to this man. He's praying now. Then he's standing there to listen to the prayer, to bring it to God. Even the angels are wondering, these men, do they really know how God communicates with them? Because after prayer, you still wonder if God is going to answer me, if these things are going to be over. Am I really going to get a better job than this? You are crying. But when you pray for, for that job, God is sending an angel with folded arms like this to listen to that prayer. And after you are done, it's presented on the altar of God. It can never be forgotten. That's how we are connected with God. 
As long as we don't pick it up, we can never use it. It's like having a sword in your hand and you are running away from the enemy. Amen. All the saints of old, they identified that thing, that they are standing on a position where God requires them to do certain things. He requires them to answer for certain souls. And they carry that job for him. And he's happy for them. He must also be happy for us. Amen. If maybe, if I would have wanted a song to be sung, it would be must Jesus bear the cross alone? Can, can you help us with that one, brother? Is it possible? We'll try. Must Jesus bear the cross alone? Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Stand on your post of duty. You are called for a purpose. An idle mind is a workshop of the devil. You must be doing something. First of all, we must see young men preaching outside there. They don't have to wait for this pulpit. We must find commotion in the streets. That a brother has prayed for a sick person and got healed. A brother prayed for someone in the wheelchair and they rose up. Not because you just think, I must do it, let me try. No. Pray that God leads you to something that means. That's, that's of a meaning in heaven. Something that you can bring to the believers, they say, brothers, here to listen to this brother's testimony. Some of you brothers that aspire to be ministers, you are waiting for the pastor to call you to say, come to the pulpit now, let me try if you have it. The pastor must be saying, we are going to hear brother Mafakasa, he's got something. Amen. Must Jesus bear the cross alone?
ask every one of you to bow down your heads as we pray. I'm going to pray tonight. As our heads are bowed down, and as I pray, just ask from God within your heart to say, Lord, show me the reality of the meaning of this gospel for the purpose of my life. And we should rest to fulfill that. Put ourselves in that armor of God. Precious Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we are here tonight as your children. From the day that you created man, you had a place for the man to occupy. You gave him dominion, Lord. And he had power over all the creation. As if you had nothing to do with it, Lord. You handed everything down to man. Even in his fallen state, almighty God. The prophetic utterances came from Adam's lips. He could still give names to the creation. He pronounced his wife, woman. And later on called him Eve. For she was mother of all living. But it was after the fall. Oh God, that he still had that aspect of a prophetic name in him. A prophetic utterance in him. It's still the same thing tonight, oh God. You called all the prophets and they stood in their time, Father. They had a reason, oh God, to proclaim this gospel. They had a reason to stand even unto death. They died brutal deaths. Almighty God, for the sake of the gospel, their heads were beheaded because they had a testimony to stand with the scriptures and nothing else. And when you brought men forth, you fortified him with the word. May it be so tonight as I pray, Father, that you will fortify the bride as the enemy is coming from all the corners, Lord. The enemy is attacking the pulpits, oh God. The enemy is attacking the homes, Lord God. The enemy is attacking people in their workplaces, oh God. And the saints of God are discouraged, oh Father. But as I stand in the gap tonight, with this prayer I'm asking you, mighty God, in as much as you have heard us pray, and you have answered each and every man's prayer that came on thine altar, as I present this prayer on the altar, Lord, Remember every brother that is in bonds. Remember every brother that is in torment. Remember every brother that is discouraged. May the angels bring joy to them. May you send your angels, almighty God. Father, bless their way. That when they come back again to thy place where you have ordained them to be, they will bring joy and gladness, O God. And share their testimonies, Father. And say, God, has visited us in a mighty way. What a time it will be when we can bring such testimonies to thee, O God. As we think, O Father, brother Arnold and the child, we present them before you, Father. A proclamation has went forth from heaven, O God, from the throne. Father, that the healing shall be. And it's a divine healing. I am calling for that hand that ministers divine healing. There is no man who is a healer. There is no man can heal. 
There is no man who died on the cross save thee, Lord Jesus. And as I pray, Father, I'm calling for the blood of Jesus Christ to stand between the child and the enemy. To stand between the child, Lord, and the sickness. As we stand in the grave tonight, presenting this gospel that is dripping with blood, may it be so that when we go back to our homes, our places of our born, it may be well with the angels who abide with us. If the angels could visit, Lord, and take heed to his pleading and abide with him, we might be backslidden tonight, Lord. We might be standing in another Sodom tonight. We could be standing, Lord, in the very place where Lord was standing, Lord. But may your angels linger near and minister thy grace unto us. Minister thy grace, Lord, on the pulpits, Lord. I pray, Father, that your cleansing may come. That the bride may be perfected. The place where, on Father, we expect to be perfected. They proceeded poison. And there is people that are willing to be vessels to carry that poison. I am praying a prayer, Lord, tonight. That you may shut off their powers. You may shut off their influence. You may shut off, oh God, every other aspect that they carry forth to influence the bride. May Christ and Christ alone be the influence that the bride will carry. May we be clothed like Boaz had a garment that covered Ruth. May we be covered tonight as we continue to glean in thy field. I pray, Lord, that your grace may be sufficient for us. I pray for our pastor, Lord, the efforts that he is putting Lord to have this congregation sent as a testimony that there were believers in Emalachen. There were believers in certain homes. It shall be a testimony that shall be spoken throughout eternity, Lord. In the millennium. In all the times to come. Let it stand, Lord, tonight. I plead for the families. I bring before you our families, Lord. If that our families have been attacked, may we be redeemed tonight. May the blood of Jesus Christ be counted worthy to bring us back, for we are the redeemed of the Lord. We are crying for mercy, Lord. We are crying for your grace, Lord. Restore our homes. Restore the dignity of prayer. Restore the power thereof. And restore the connection thereof, Lord. That our wives in our homes the mothers to our children, when they pray, Lord, they will indeed know that the heavens have taken heed to my prayer. And they will give us assurance when we come back from our workplaces. They will say, don't worry about this thing, my wife. Don't worry about this thing, my husband. Don't worry about this thing, my children. We want to hear mothers speak to their husbands and tell them, honey, I've prayed for this matter. The heavens are taking charge. What a comfort, O oh God. Bring it back to our homes. For the enemy is fighting us. And the battle is raging. Anoint us even the more. Give us much of your anointing. To stand on the post of duty. And on the cap that you have created for us. To be co-workers with thee, Lord. As I commit the ministration of the word into your precious hands. Carry it forth into our hearts. That we may be the anointed of the Lord. The mercy city of God. 
Lord, we are carrying that mess with us. May you help us to dish it out as, as many as I need. Help us not that we can, we can be able to stand. Not that we can watch the sick die. I have a friend who's got a mother who's dying with cancer. Bedridden for months. And days. And the people are anticipating her death. I'm standing on the gate, Lord. May the angels linger near her. And sustain her life. You are God and you change not. You are the same yesterday, today and forever. Help us to count it all joy. When we fall in diverse temptations. Help us to hold on to thy word. And trust in thy merits, Lord. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Redeemer and our Savior, Father, I pray. Committing all these things unto thee. Amen. Hand over to the pastor. Amen. Much to say. We were blessed. God bless. A round of applause for the way. God bless you to see you, Brother Landa. After a while, it's a pleasure to see you in church. Amen. Brother uh, Grace had to rush to Jobek and Brother Philip couldn't make it. Amen. Those are the apologies that I have. Let's sing a song. I can't comment. If I comment, I will be preaching again. I think it was mouthful. Amen. Give us a song and have a blessed week. Nine o'clock, that's the starting time in Nelspreet on Saturday. Just be punctual so that you have a seat. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, Brother Guerrero. It was a blessing. Our conscience were pinched. Amen. Amen. Give us a song.